This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. This is Baseball Outside the Box with Peter Caliendo. Innovative thoughts from baseball's best coaching minds from around the world. Brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. Now your host, former USA Baseball National Team coach, Peter Caliendo. Hey, hello, everybody, and happy 4th of July in the U.S. To all my friends in the U.S., God bless you all. You see the American flag. We honor our flag on the 4th of July and all the heroes who gave us our freedom. That's the first thing. Second thing, the doctors don't tell you. They want you to wear a mask. They want you to be safe, and that's all good. But listen, you got to drink healthy stuff. You got to exercise. You got to take vitamins. You got to do things, be active. Lower your immune system. That's my message. So doctors, please send that message along with the mask because it's not all about the mask only. It's about having a healthy body and that will help you too. Vitamin D, get outside. The sun, vitamin D, 70% of Americans are deficient in vitamin D. That's a lot, 70%. So get that vitamin D also. I'm not a doctor. Do your homework. Check it out. I've done my homework. You do yours. Stay healthy. Hey, this is Pete Caliendo, Baseball Outside the Box. We've got an international show today. Very good friend of mine. This guy's outstanding. He knows international baseball better than anybody in the world. Kruno Karen, listen, he is the former national team coach for the Croatian national team. And he, we're going to talk about that because, as you know, Croatia became independent, so he was before that at after he's been a baseball coach during those times. I've been there, beautiful country, unbelievable people, and he's also the Secretary General for the European Baseball Federation, the WBSC, European Baseball Federation, and that's the governing body of the sport in Europe. So let me welcome, without wasting time here, my good friend, Kruno Karen. What's up, Kruno? Hey, hi, Pete. How are you? <laughs> Hey, all your, friends, all your friends are going to be amazed. What's he doing on the show with Pete Caliendo on the 4th of July? But you've been in my house and at Rigby Field. I've been there, Field, yeah. And, well, and at Rigby Field. lost the game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> game three of the World Series. So. <laughs> well, tell me, how are you doing? How's everything? I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm missing baseball a little bit, especially international one, because we cancel all the tournaments in Europe, you know. So, yeah, I mean, um, but, but it's interesting. In Croatia, you guys started about a month ago. Let's start with that. How, how did Croatia deal with the virus and then the protocols for baseball? How did that begin yeah. and how's well, it going? Well, we did okay. We are a small country and uh, we closed, we shut down everything like in the beginning of the March and, and, and like a month ago, we were all ever actually close to be a corona-free country. We only had like a two cases active, but now it's actually came back. Uh, the virus came back. It's not that bad. Like there's not n- numbers you cannot compare with the USA. So, so our government decided like a month and a half ago to slowly open up the sports, especially the outdoor sports. So of, of, co- of course we were first in the line to open. Uh, and we are, in Europe, most of the competition is like an, it's NBA. It's like starting in in a, in a fall and then end up next year in a, in a April or May or something like that. You know. So, except baseball, who is a seasonal sport, so we play, we open up like USA, we open up in, in March and we end up in, in, in October. <clears throat> so we were in a good situation because we actually didn't, didn't stop the league, you know. Lots, lots of sports in Europe, the other team sports just cancel their seasons. They just kind of finish the seasons or they kind of claim the champions without playing to the end of the, to the, end of the regular season, you know. 
So, you know, we got we got a green light to go out and practice. We did for three weeks. We played a couple of exhibition games and uh, <clears throat> our first round of the league was actually without the spectators, but then the second round was already with the spectators. So so now we're in the middle of the league. We will play whole summer and uh, and, and hopefully we will finish at the end of September. That was the schedule. It's a, it's a little bit like, as I saw, as I told you, we actually, we cancel all the international international leagues and tournaments in Europe because we were part of the middle European interleague so we play with the best clubs from uh, from from Slovakia from Hungary from uh, Serbia Croatia and Slovenia but we canceled that league so we actually playing only Croatian league this year so Kruna, I want to stick with Croatia just a little bit because what kind of protocols did you guys take when players came out was there temperature check was it, what was the system well, that that was a that, that's that's a good question. So, <laughs> so, so lot, lo, uh, lots of my older guys going to play in the Roy Hobbs uh, World Series in uh, Florida. Okay, mm-hmm. so they are members of members of the of the of the league or something, you know. So, so we actually received some. Uh, uh, Roy Hobbs come up with uh, with some things, safety things for the baseball, you know. So we actually took that, we translate, we send it to our government, and we actually implant lots of stuff that uh, that was in that in that uh, recommendation or whatever I hopes for doing that. So mostly like the, the home plate umpire is having a mask and uh, there is no shaking heads before and after the game. And uh, But everything else, it should be like uh, uh, the each uh, each team should play with, it, with their own baseballs, but we don't do that actually. So that have you had any of... issues? Have you, have you had any issues pop up so far in the first month? Guys get sick? No, anyway? yeah, we had, a, we had an issue last week. One of the guys from one one team from Zagreb, he was in contact with the guy who got a who got corona he had, he had to go to isolation so they canceled those two games on over the weekend but now they're playing this weekend back so it was no problem after that so we didn't just want to come to the situation that somebody sometimes you know somehow like a 40 guys have to go to isolation or something but this guy is okay he's not the he doesn't have virus so far, so I think we'll, we'll be fine. That was the only one that we have, like, a small problem, but we solved that quickly. So. Kruno, let's go back now. As a national team coach, um, prior to the independence of Yugoslavia, um, you know, how, how was baseball then, and then where's baseball now, you know, in comparison? Kind of explain the system a little bit in Croatia. Well, Yugoslavia had six republics, and we had only baseball in three republics. So it was Slovenia, Croatia, and Serbia. The other republics never had baseball, and they are now independent countries, and they still don't have a baseball. So hmm. it's like a Bosnia and Montenegro and Macedonia, those, those, those three countries. So in Yugoslavia, Slovenia was actually ruling the baseball in that time, and, and, and we were like, the Karlovac, my hometown team, was the only team who played in the first first Yugoslavian division and uh, and we've never won that division. So, but after the war, I mean, during the war, we just we just you know we split the countries and uh, we keep practicing and keep practicing and we we became much better than than those guys, you know. So, and then our national team, our national team is uh, it's playing for uh, in European ch- championship now for 22 years, every every two years. So we never we, we sometimes we went down to the we have got e, A B and C pool in Europe. So there was lots of years that we finished last in the A pool, but then next year we came back to the to the B pool, back to the A pool. So this is for us, it's it's a, it's a, it's a very good uh, very good uh, success. The problem is like we start to catch up those big countries. I mean, we had like a, you know we play like extra innings with Italy. We play you know we almost beat almost beat Holland twice. 
and we were close. But then what happened because of those international competition, those those big big countries start to import the players who actually have some roots in, let's say, in Holland or Italy or Spain, especially. So they start to load the national teams with the, with the imports who has who actually has the passports of the countries. And they really, it was a big gap Then they actually, you know, they make that big gap, not because they just, they, they became better as a, as a country, just because they import all those players. So the national teams, now it's it's a big difference like it, like it used to be maybe 30 years ago, so. Yeah, and we're going to get into that even more. But I got a question because yeah. when I was there, um, and, and tell, you know, just let me know if I, I, I misunderstood. But during the war, you guys were still playing games. Oh, yeah. I had the guys uh, <laughs> playing in my teams who were actually having – because Karlovac, my town, was on the front line. I, I actually lived four years, one, one and a half mile from the front line. So I had the guys who actually had a shift in the morning on the front line they come on the on the, on the, on the motors on, on the small scooters with the Kalashnikov on them. They change in the dugout, the baseball uniforms. They play baseball for three hours, and they went back to the to the front line. So wow! And now <laughs> you know. Now I I want to I added that and I asked that because I'm thinking you know, you're dealing with the war, okay, and a lot of pressure. That that's life and death. You go to a yeah. baseball game. It's easy now because the pressure. There's no pressure yeah. there. I mean, yeah, I, I was in the situ- situation that I was actually alone more in the field, and then they start to shell, to bomb the city, and I can you know I turned around and I couldn't hear because you know of the of the model of the of the of the motor of the model on, I couldn't hear that that's actually bombing the city. Then I saw the smoke just like maybe you know hundred hundred yards from the field. Then I went home. So. <laughs> well, oh, now what about, what? what about I'm, the players? What about the players? Go ahead. Go ahead. Finish. I'm telling you, this is. I think that that experience helped creation people lots with the Corona situation. Yep. Because you know when they said you stay home, we stay home. Nobody was bitching like or something like that. So we really stayed home. It was really. I mean, people were really, really okay. They would take care about each other. So that's why we had the good results. Now they open, and it's it's of course we have a more, more more cases. But I think they made some mistakes. But uh, you know, like open the nightclubs and and letting. We always have a huge weddings with three, four hundred people that's going on whole night, and that's not a good place that's to not be. Good. You know, during right. this, so, but now, what, what about your players? Uh, players, be, you know, back then and players now. Some of them are coaching. What's the, <clears throat> what's the strength of the Croatian players? If you had to pick certain strengths, but I think like we are we are very good athletes in every sport. I mean, look for the for the country of four million people. I mean, we won the silver medal on the, in basketball on Olympic Games. I mean, mm-hmm. our soccer team finished second uh, in Russia. I mean, handball, water polo. I mean, you know, it's just kind of it's a genetics. You know, we have a I mean, we have a big people actually, lots of lots of tall tall guys, strong guys, and uh, and that. I mean, but we we really work hard. I mean, we we we, we turn around lots of in '97. We bring the coach from uh, Canada, Rick Johnston. You know Rick Johnston probably. Uh, yeah, yep. we bring Rick Very and well. we actually turn around the whole system and you know and, and our working habits. And my guys were working out for four or five hours a day, no problem. I mean, they were catching a million. I mean, million ground balls and stuff like that. The, the biggest difference between us and USA, it's a hitting because we don't have enough at-bats. We don't have too, that many games. So pitching-wise and, and defense, it's kind of, you know, we are there. With the arms, but the hitting is always the problem. So that's the that's the biggest difference I can say from the. But you know, we just kind of we practice more. We played a lot. We play. You know, our season is always 40, 40, 50 games at least. You know, which is for Europe a lot. You know, as some smaller countries maybe play 25, 30, which is not enough. So you know. 
Folks, uh, so you know, um, please let us, uh, these shows are all going to be on YouTube. They're on Facebook Live. If you've got questions on Facebook Live for Cruno, just type them in the comment section. I'll ask them. Um, they're going to be on Facebook Live. Do us one favor. Just go to Facebook Live, Peter Caliendo, and subscribe. That way you'll see 80-plus videos there already, 80 shows with great, great coaches and people in the game that love the challenge of status mm -hmm. quo who love to also uh, talk about baseball a lot and they're great great people so go there and read and uh, subscribe that would really help us out Cruno um, explain a little bit about the system in creation baseball the young kids where they start and then they end up you know mm -hmm. in the goal obviously is national team for a lot of kids yeah well we have a we have a little league which is great so we have a we call it minor so we have a like a coach pitch league then we have a regular league then we have a intermediate which is 13 years old then we have a juniors, 14 and 15, and we play that early spring until the like it's, let's say end of end of June, till the school is over, and then we send the teams to Kutno for the last couple of years, which was actually I have to say that uh, Croatia was the the pronounced we we had the reward from the for the little league, we were pronounced the best organization in last year in Europe. So wow, it's a Croatian little league, and they're looking for the organization and uh, you know all the not not only the not only the playing, it's just like kind of kind of complete situation into in, into the league, you know, like coaches and the organization of the league and stuff like that. So this is the first part of the season that the kids usually here go into vacation in August and we stop everything. And then in fall and fall, we have a, we have a creation national championship. So we play by the sea rules. They are different in the ages, you know, little league having those in September, May, uh, here is just strictly the year when you're born. So I, and you I have 12 you, 12 you, 15 you. Yeah, but we we changed in Croatia because we don't have a we don't have a media we, we don't have an intermediate field. So so we actually changed. We have a little league up to 13 years old in our in our, We don't have under 12 championship. We have under 13 because we figure out if you put the 13 years old kid on the on the on the normal field on 90 feet basis, he cannot throw the ball over the from third base to first base. There's no way, you know. So we just keep those kids one one year more, and same with the cadets. We we keep cadets up to 16 years old. So our championship is we got under 11, under 13, and under 16, and of course under 18 and seniors. Yeah. You so know, and, and and some of your kids. The here's the important part because as you said, great athletes. They play a lot of different sports. Soccer's yeah. a big sport there. Yes. What does Croatia do? Uh, maybe that's different than other countries or the same. To to try to get kids to come play the game, and also okay. how important and what do you do to keep them playing the game? Okay, well, we go to schools. Uh, our system is like uh, we take like a one month. We go to schools, and then every we go to school from Monday to Friday, and then we have a we have a you know what the b-ball is. <clears throat> well, explain it because there's a lot of people may not. It's actually invented by a Dutch Dutch guy. <clears throat> it's a baseball on three bases, and uh, and the kids it's only it's only five five players per team, you know. So basically, you can have a you know like a twenty teams, twenty kids. You can have a tournament with with four with four kids, mm -hmm. and and you know they they don't have a gloves. It's it's a soft. The, the baseballs are soft, and they hit a lot because kids like to hit, you know. Yeah. And it, this is what 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 attract people. So we kind of encourage them to bring some friends or something. So we will do like a tournament on Saturday. So we have lots of kids who actually switch the sports. They play basketball maybe or handball, which is big here. And then they just kind of switch back, switch on baseball on, during, during those tournaments, you know. So we find it as a, as, a, as a very good rule. What we do, we build the lights for the kids. So we have a lights in our stadium. For, so the kids playing every Friday, 
and every Wednesday and Friday it's a, it's a, it's a tournament. You know, it's a, they have a tournament at seven o'clock, so they play under the lights. The parents come there, and it's a very nice atmosphere, and the kids love it. You know, because you have the, the kids have to play. You cannot just you know making practice and practice and practice. They need to play. So the, I mean, it, it's like every other kids. Some kids come and go, and you know, some kids switch sports. They, they think they by the time they are 14 years old, they are still kind of don't know what to do, you know, so. Bruno, do you think, you know, um, and I'm generalizing in Eastern Europe, as you know, I've been to Bulgaria, Lithuania, a lot of, yeah. a lot of areas, Croatia. Do you think a lot of these young players, um, I, what I saw, and, and maybe the older players, not the necessarily the younger ones now, yeah. um, they seem to be mentally tougher. They dealt with failure a little bit better. Is that is that a fair statement maybe, and why? Yeah, yeah, maybe you know the, the you know the life standard is lower, <laughs> mm -hmm. so you know so they don't have all those things that the the, the kids on the west has you know, and and the good thing is like here we kind of in the, in a, during the socialism before 1990s you know the government was taking care about the sport a lot, so your kids can actually play the sports he doesn't have to pay for it you know like mm. if you go to Germany for example maybe some of those other countries the parents have to pay for everything you know. So here, most of the things are paid. You know, we have a paid coach from, we, we have a, the, our city is paying two coaches to work in our clubs with the kids and stuff, which really help us a lot, you know. So so I think where, it's where does, maybe standard I, is a little bit lower. So that's make maybe kids play more sports than, than other kids, you know, so. Where is uh, the funding come from? Is that government plus other things? It's a, it's a local. So uh, we have Olympic committee, he's funding the national team national teams and then uh, local clubs they receive the money from their from their local community like you know like we are i'm living in Karlovac and and cities give us every year like a, you know some amount that we can actually survive you know so they don't, they don't give us money to pay the players or something like that but it's covered our travel our i mean our food our equipment uh, maintaining the field and everything you know so it's kind of always enough money that we can actually go through the year with, with no problem, you know, have all those traveling and stuff that we have. Like this year, we don't have much, but, uh, you know, usually they cover everything. Yeah, and you've had uh, our good friend John Bonelich, you know, from Whitewater. Yeah. You know, um, I, we've been, you know, you've had uh, younger teams from different parts of the world come into some events in, in Croatia yeah. and play some tournaments also. Yeah, of course. Yeah, they have place a tournament, so John comes and play maybe the games with the clubs and, they just make the tours and stuff like that, you know. But our kids going to Italy a lot. It, Italy is uh, very close to us, and they have in the summer they have uh, lots of tournaments. So, so we also go in there and and, and take advantage of that, that. So we play the tournaments over there also, you know. So we have some our tournaments, of course, for the kids. And but it's actually it's it's, it's going. I'm I'm okay now with the numbers and everything, and I. I think we're going in the in the good direction. It's not a big numbers, but for us, it's fine, you know. So, Bruno, also you mentioned, and you know, we were talking about earlier about velocity. You know, one of the things is, you know, some hitters don't see the velocity all the time. Um, you know, if you're competing against other countries, and it could be internationally, yeah. not just in Europe. Yeah. What well, What are some of the things you guys try to do as coaches to prepare your players for that type of velocity or that type of faster game? Because that's a yeah, little tough. Yeah, well, it's hard. You know how it is. It's it's take you know it take it's take time. You know you have to your eyes have to you know kind of catch it catch it up. And I remember 
my guys, when they start to play on a bigger level, they, you know, I mean, you can play the Dutch team and they, will, they can only throw the fastballs and maybe you couldn't hit it, you know, but that changed, you know, after the time. So, you know, you got the machines, you got this and that, and we're now doing lots of video analysis and stuff, and uh, you have to get stronger. So this is a very important mm -hmm. part of that. So we start with our kids now with a hard body program. We find that for our, lots of my players start with the hard body system, and it's really improved for them. So we, we started now with the kids, you know, like before, you know, when I was young, I played basketball before I started baseball. But, you know, I play basketball three hours a day, and I play other sports like seven hours a day, you know, especially in the summertime, you know. Those kids now, they come on the practice, they, they you know, they do two hours, and then they go home, and they don't play any other sports. They don't even walk home. Yeah. The parents pick them up or something. So that's why we try to do the agility program to the kids and just make them better athletes. You know, I, I actually like when, when the kids playing other sports also, you know. Mm. I like when the kids playing basketball in the wintertime or Taekwondo is very big in Croatia, which is a great sport for the fundamental thing for the body. So, you know, we had a, I have a, we have a kid now, he's a 15 years old, and we actually put him in our first first team for the seniors. He's playing with the seniors a little bit. He's a 15 years old. He was a, he was a national, national champion in Taekwondo. So, and, but he quit Taekwondo, come to baseball. So their coach is calling me and I know the guys and they, you know, oh, please get him back. I said, I can't get him back. He doesn't want to go back, you know. So that's kind of, you know, so you got some athletes from there, you know. But, but that's because, great. You know, that's great yeah. information because you're talking about getting stronger, developing different skills, Taekwondo yeah, balance, vision, you yeah. know, there's so much. Uh, I think yeah. that's important. I think that's great. What's changed, me, what's changed in the game for you? Um, as far as when you were coaching a national team and then now, was anything changed that, uh, you know, for the good or maybe for not so good? Yeah, what's changed is the people having a more and more obligation in, in, their, in their lives, you know. When I was coaching the national team, I have a lots of students. Creation, you know, creation uh, university system is completely free. So you don't have to pay anything, but people were stretching that they were going on college for seven, eight years because they didn't have to pay for it, you know. So they were kind of going easy and playing sports and, you know, they just maybe flunked the year, they go back and stuff like that. So they were more relaxed and we, we didn't have a problem with it. Now all the people working, they all they're working or they're going to school or college, they have to study. And so it, it's very hard to get like, like before, let's say like, you know, 90 Eight, for example, when Bill Percy was the coach first time our national team, we won the we won the B pool for the first time in 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 Austria. We had a camp for a month before that, so we mm. were a month together, and then we, we spent two weeks in Austria, and there was no canceling. Everybody was was okay to do that. Now you cannot do that. You can maybe squeeze in ten days before the tournament and then play the tournaments for, because people just cannot commit that much. That's I think that's the I mean the players now are much better than the players before. I'm pretty sure about that, but uh, they cannot commit that much like th like those guys could like 20 years ago. You know, so. Yeah, no, and I understand it. And in my experience with Bulgaria, I saw a lot of guys that were pretty tough. Uh, I really liked the players there when we played in the B pool. But again, trying to get them together and trying to get all their yeah. players to play, very difficult. Yeah. I can understand that. Yeah. We're going to – hey, let's jump uh, – and remember, add anything you like. We're going to jump to kind of the European system a little okay. bit here. But when we do, mm -hmm. I just want to say – Honor, uh, this show's honored to our friend Didier, who's the president of SEP, right? And his yep. dad passed away, I believe, a few days ago. I don't have the total news. But again, uh, you know, we all mourn his dad and, and wish his family condolences and prayers. Um, again, just a super guy. And I know my dad passed away January 2nd, so I know how that feels. Um, so again, this show's yeah. dedicated to my dad. our friend. Yeah. 
What's that? I lost my dad. Tomorrow is going to be 15 years that I lost my dad. So. Yeah, and it, it probably feels like yesterday, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly like that. Yeah. Right, so you we never have, forget actually, that. Tomorrow we have a small, uh, like, uh, my dad passed away on his 65th birthday. Wow. <laughs> so he'll be 80 today, tomorrow. So we're going to have a small, like, a family reunion here in my summer home. So. Fantastic. My mom is still alive. So. Yep. God, God bless them all. Um, all right. Let's jump into the European system now. Talk about a little bit about European baseball, um, you know, where it was and where it is now a little bit. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, it's a, it's a lots of countries. We have a 35 countries as a member country. So they all have a European, they all have their own national championship in every country. But uh, our, 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 our deal, I mean, we are, we're taking care about the international competition. So like in every other sports, we have a European Cups for the clubs. That's mean the best Cups, the winner of the championships and or, you know, the second on the second place runners up. They're going around and play the tournament every year. Plus, we have all those uh, national national championship, national team tournaments. So we have under under 12, under 15, under 18, under 23 seniors, of course. So this year we're supposed to have the record number of the tournament, the record number of the teams. We never had more teams interesting in playing and everything, but at the end everything fell apart. So we have to cancel everything. Uh, we were kind of doing tournament by tournament. We were hoping that everything's going to be much better, but uh, <clears throat> at the end, uh, you know, the flights are in, in, impossible. You cannot plan anything, you know. So right. we just you kind know, of, we come to the situation that we actually cancel whole season and then hope that next year we're going to be able to play, so. And this what about in, in, in every country in Europe, most countries are either going to start playing or currently playing? Yeah, well, the funny thing is the smaller countries actually play, start to play a long time, long time ago. Like Austria is open up today. They have the opening day today. I know the Italy should start next week. I don't know if it's going to be or not. Uh, France, unfortunately, canceled the whole season. I think Holland will cancel the whole season because their government does not allow sports before September 2nd. So that's, you know, there's no make a sense to start uh, September 2nd, you know, like. Yeah. Czechs, Czechs start first. They open up the Czech baseball. They open up the extra league the first. And uh, so there's like a Finland, Hungary, Slovenia, Croatia. It's about 11, 12 countries they're playing right now. But those bigger countries, they don't play. So that's the kind of, I mean, I can understand. It's a, it's a, it's a you know, it's a longer travels and lots of things are involved in that, you know, situation. So. Bruno, one of the things you guys do is you meet every year, obviously, with uh, the yeah. you know the European countries, and you have your meetings. And one of the biggest discussions, I'm sure, every year is, you know, helping all the countries increase the participation. What are some yeah, of the that, things that you you know other countries are doing, or or <clears throat> or CEP is working on together to try to increase participation? Yeah, well, we we try to make the environment for them to play. You know, so we we just kind of encourage them to play. You know, we're running the you know, we're running the, the, the we're running the clinics. We try to help with the coaches. I mean, you've been around Europe a lot with your ISG program, which is great for us. So that's what we do. You know, we just kind of we run those European competition, trying to encourage people to play. You know, we, we help them with the baseballs and stuff like that. We don't have a, we don't have a money because we actually survived on on our 
on, on our membership uh, of the, the countries play for membership, but they play the, the tournament fees. And so we actually leave from there. So we pay the umpires and the officials and everything, you know. We start to now receive some, it was much, much easier when the baseball was Olympic sport because then, you know, there was like a, mm-hmm. talking about the millions of dollars they were going through the Olympics and, and through the World Baseball Federation, they were coming to the, to the, to the Continental Federations also, you know. Well, WBSC now is, uh, you know, they're running that uh, Premier 12 tournament in Japan that you were there and there was mm-hmm. lots of money uh, that were accumulated there. But, you know, they have kind, kind of different approach with, with the spreading that money to the, to the other, to the smaller countries or the smaller continents. We start to receive some funding from them for development that we actually kind of uh, using on, on development, uh, on, on development programs. You know, WBSC, it's, it's a very enthusiastic about the Baseball Five. Unfortunately, I'm not. I'm not the favorite in that. I don't know. I, 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 you know, we actually, you know, we actually try to play the uh, the the b-ball as I told you before, yeah. and the baseball five with our kids, and the kids didn't want to play base, baseball five. They want to play b-ball because there is a bats involved. Yes. I bet you if you put a hundred kids, if you put a baseball bat, baseball glove, and the baseball on the field. And if you let those kids who never been on the baseball field to walk into the stadium and grab one of those three, they will. They, 99% of them will 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 grab the bat, you know. So yeah, so and, some, and you got to do the bat. It's yeah, and you got to do the game. The kids okay, want, I can maybe yeah. The they, they have a, and I understand they have a wider picture. They think uh, they think they think like a business wise, you know. So for them, it's a big deal that the baseball five is became the <clears throat> official sport on the of the youth Olympics. My question is not why, why is not baseball in the Utah just, just why is it baseball five? I mean, okay, it's 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 easier to organize. It's only five people or team or something like that. But uh, uh, well, this is this is what I do for the development a lot now. They're spending lots of money from that. Well, I mean, I can understand that. I hope it's going to help baseball at the end. You know, to promote, it's quicker. It's it, it take only twenty minutes a game, but. Uh, I know we'll see, you know. So but sometimes you have to do what the kids love doing. Um, and yeah, they I know. I mean, one. okay, well, kids loving doing that too, also. I know that's you know, this is this is a good for the promotion. I mean, you can do that in a shopping malls or I don't know, everywhere. I'm so that Bulgaria has like a tournament in a shopping mall, you know. Yeah, so they attract some people, the people will look into that. And it's, so you, you know, could actually yeah. do both. Yeah, yeah, I think if you have that, and let's say, like, you know, like a major league baseball had the road shows that they have a cages and stuff. Yeah, so if you have all those. Complete with the baseball five, that can be fun, you know, so. Yeah. Now, one of the things um, you mentioned, very important, if baseball is in the Olympics, then there's more funding for the federations. Well, yes and no. <laughs> because baseball, you know, uh, we, we, we lost the Olympics up to 2008. That was the last one, was in, in Beijing, you know, then mm-hmm. we lost it. So what, what, what the WBC did now, they negotiated, I mean, the Olympic Committee opened the, opened the possibility that the organizer can pick five sports, okay? So they pick baseball and karate and, I don't know, roller coaster, roller coaster, something like that, I don't know. Whatever <laughs> it but the problem is like, we are, we are on the official program, those medals are official, but we are not official sports, so we do not share the money from the revenue. Ah. So that's mean even we're going to play at the, at the Japan Olympics, if it's going to happen at all next year. If we play in the Olympics, we will not get the money from the Olympic uh, Olympic Committee. So oh, that's wow. Now, yeah. but there and is the another is, issue, um, I believe, that you're in anywhere in baseball, you want to develop 
the youth area, the foundation, but yeah. you're also concerned about the national team because if the national team does well, sometimes there's funding with that, correct? No, what, yeah, but what is good in Europe, it's because getting back to the Olympics, we, became, we, we came back as an Olympic sport. So funding in our Olympic committee, it's much higher if you're Olympic sport than if you're not Olympic sport. Mm. So for us as a Croatia, you know, we, we, ter- I mean, we know we, we don't have a chance to qualify, especially when they give us only six teams, you know. Right. So, you know, with the six teams, we have no chance to qualify, but we are considered now as Olympic sports, so our budget is going a little bit higher. Mm. In some countries, like drastic, like in Germany, it's like a, some millions or nothing. If you're not Olympic sport, you got nothing in Germany, for example. You know, and Croatia... It's a little bit different. We had some, but now we have more. So for us, it was very important that we keep that status as Olympic sport. Problem is now that the Paris didn't pick us as a, as a, as an extra sport. Right. And now LA will pick us for sure for 28. We know that already. So, but we have to be like three times in a row to become again the regular Olympic sport. You know. So ah, you got to be three times in the Olympics to but be that's, a great. That's changed. That's the politics there also. I mean, I mean, Japan should be a great success. The baseball should be the probably the most watched, the uh, most. I mean, the, the biggest crowd and, and absolutely. And the TV rights will be absolutely amazing in Japan. And you know how it is in Japan. I mean, there's no place in the world that you can have a 50, like 25,000 people watching Mexico and Korea play baseball. You know, absolutely. You know, in Japan or Korea or, I don't know, those Asian countries. So, yeah. Kruno, um, in uh, Croatia and actually in Europe, there really isn't a pro league, but there's a lot of foreign players that play there. Explain there's, the yeah. system a little bit. Explain how that works. Well, there is, you know, there's like a semi-pro league, let's say. Everybody has some different things, you know. Like in Holland, you have a, like a semi-pro league, so they, play, they pay players something and they give them a job or something like that. So, mm-hmm. I don't know, that is like a, I mean, like in Croatia, we, had a, we have a two guys from Venezuela who playing for my team, so they got some money. But most of the players are totally, players are totally amateur players, you know. So, that's the, that's, that's the reality. So, you cannot say, okay, we have a pro league because we have a semi-pro leagues like Italy. I mean, my son is actually playing in Austria this season. So they open up today. He played first game. So he got some money there for playing baseball. So he's kind of professional player now. <clears throat> but this is not, this is a small amount and stuff, but you know, just, so you cannot say, okay, there's a professional league that everybody has a professional contract or something, you know, so there's nothing like that. But lots of play, lots of people come to play here, especially now we are swamped with a, with the people from Venezuela, they just want to, you know, get away from the country, and then they actually begging to come, and they will come for, for nothing, just to get out from there. You know. So. Spe- speaking about games, uh, you're watching a game right now in Croatia. Yeah, yeah. Facebook just, Live, right? I'm just watching. Yeah, our, our, uh, they have a Facebook Live, so they have a camera on, and there's a game from uh, from Varaždin. They play split. Yeah, it looks yeah. like a beautiful day. I see the yeah, umpire yeah. there. Yeah, Who's yeah, playing? There's another from Split playing Vindia for Varaždin. They are two top league teams, you know, so. Senior team. Yeah, senior team, yeah, yeah. They play Awesome, yeah. awesome. So, now, they, that, they at four o'clock, so. Yeah, and you have foreign players, so now, how many players can you have? A whole team of foreign players? <laughs> okay, well, this is, this is the deal. It's, it's a, if, if you look as a seed for the clubs, I'm talking about not about national team, for the clubs, every, every, uh, every European citizen, it's a, it's a, it's a domestic player. So basically, I can have a team of 20, 24 Czechs mm. if I go to European competition. But some countries put some regulation in it, okay? So like in Croatia, you can have five total. 
So you can have a five players who are born who are not who are not, who doesn't have a Croatian uh, uh, Croatian citizenship, you know. But the, and it's okay. I mean, you know, some country, some teams have more, some teams have less. You know, it's it's really depend. You know, but but the national teams are big problem, and and that's the thing that I think it's kind of pulling down the quality of European baseball, and this is going to hurt us bad in the future. And we have that problem, and it was like an elephant that elephant in the room for like a 10, 15 years. And I tried to warn people, but now it's it's with the Olympic qualifier that Israel finally. Uh, qualify for the Olympic Games without the league, without the one player who is born in Israel or maybe one or two, I don't know, the players who just numbered 23 and 24 on the roster. <clears throat> it's kind of open eyes to everybody else that this is wrong. I mean, I'm nothing against Israel. That's my good friend, Peter mm -hmm. Kurtz. Yep. He's probably the best GM in the world. He's been what on the he, show. Yeah, he's just, what he did, it's, it's absolutely amazing and I can understand that. And, but they just, they just use the rules that we have right now. So they didn't know nothing wrong. But completely, all the system is wrong. When you have a, when you go to European Championship, you have a teams that have 23 guys from Latino countries in one team, or you can have a, like a seven, eight teams are full of Americans. You know, like I mean, complete Americans, like Great Britain team or uh, wow, and or Greece team before. And I mean, now it's it's the same thing with the uh, Ireland start the same thing. You know, with that Serbia starting with 15, 16s. Serbians mostly from Chicago area, <clears throat> so it actually kind of you know it's just kind of de demotivate the other countries who doesn't do that. They cannot compete with those guys. It's the competition. It's it's you know it's it, the level is too high for them. So I think in the future we will start to lose the national teams because they will said why why should I go there and pay for that and there's somebody beat me by 20 runs every game you know so that's that's the big deal. I can understand when you go to the world level. And the WBSC is interesting to have a you know better competition on the world level that Europe is represented by the better teams that we are right now. But this is not good for Europe, so we have to do something. <clears throat> Basketball did a great job about that because they figure out if they if they don't do that, they're going to have a, in Europe 30 national teams with the six seven Americans in it, and nobody else will play basketball. You know, so they made the regulation that if you don't gain your citizenship before 18 years old then they consider you as a foreigner and you can have only one. So my idea is now to push that, uh, that and it's not like, a, it's not against the Olympic statute or something, it's just a tournament rule. So this is your rule, you know. So we try to maybe limit that on five. It's a long way, it's, it's, it's gonna demand lots of, lots of political stuff and lots of political working, but I think that we should do that. Even in the beginning, the level will go down but you know, it's 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 wrong. I mean, I'm telling you, it's wrong. Well, the the other concern you have to have is young players are going to look and say, "What? You know, there's no goal for me. I want to make the yeah. national team." Yeah, you know, like in the U.S., you have professional ball, you have major yeah. league baseball. Yeah. If you have no chance, why play? We have, yeah, we have probably three hundred thousand Croatians living in Chicago area right now, L.A., Kansas City, New yeah. York, everywhere. I mean, I got emails almost every day that people try to say, oh, you know, I have a son, blah, blah, blah. I'm born in Croatia. My son is a great player. He played on college, Division A, blah, blah. Oh, he's a minor league player. Or he was this, that. He wants to play for Croatian national team. Well, I can do, yeah, we can do 24 players from USA in the heartbeat. But then, what then? Why should I have a league then? What my guys will say, you know, I will never play for national team, you know. So this is going to kind of demotivate everybody else. So we always have four and five guys. I think which is a good number just to help you to get to get a little bit on the on the bigger level 
but everybody else is from Croatia, you know. So I'm telling you, if he, if he implied that rule in this moment, the, the European champion will be Czech Republic. There'll be finals like Czech Republic with uh, Russia or something like that, you know, or because everybody else is absolutely full with the, with the, with the Americans, you know. So. Yeah, what, and that, yeah, and I certainly understand that because I think you want to you want to develop your players and give them a chance to play at the national level, yeah, but exactly. at the same time maybe add three or four foreign players. So yeah, they as can, I said, basketball has the one on five players they play in the team. And their roster is 12, and our roster is 24. So for baseball, because of pitching and everything, I think four or five. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a good number. I like that. To do that, but I said it's it's a, it's a long process, especially we are in the political process of getting together with the Sobol. So uh, so actually the SIB and, and ESF, the Sobol Federation, they will stop existing next year in February. It's a scheduled. Uh, it's a, it's a scheduled congress in in Rome, but I don't think it's going to happen. I think this is going to be moved to November or something like that. In this moment, we're still talking about that, but uh, we don't know if it's going to be in in February or not. And then it's going to be new leadership and, and new idea, and so I don't know. We'll see. We Bruno, to, yeah. As far as the um, your vision with Croatian baseball, um, are there? some things you guys are currently working on? I mean, you're always thinking how to make the game better, how to grow the game, and uh, some goals you have coming up? Well, the goal is to spread in more cities, you know. That's our goal, you know. It's it's very hard because of the fields. It's not like before. I mean, when I start, I cannot even explain on, on the fields where, where we played. It's just like, it's un, unexplainable to those kids. I mean, I have to, I, we play here. I'm, have a, I'm here on the coast near Zadar, city Zadar. So we play here, Zadar, it was like 35 years ago. We have to chase the donkeys from the, from the field <laughs> just to play the game, you know. So if you hit a fall ball, hit a donkey in the back and stuff like that. There's no backstop, there's no benches. We just come there and put the bases and play, you know. So now it's, it's hard. You cannot, you know, you have to, you have to enter kids. You cannot bring the kids or something like that. They will, they will go. The parents will say, hey, I'm leaving. Thank you very much, you know. Right. So, <laughs> So that's, and you have to find some nucleus in the, in the new town. You have to find some guy who's going to be willing to do that. So we try to actually get in a, a, there is a, there is a very good school system that uh, my friend Vojko Koros is from Slovenia. He started the, the baseball, uh, he called it SKL. It's a, it's a school baseball league. He started that. It's a kind of, a, it's, it's a baseball with, I'm probably you've seen that before somewhere. It's like a, they, they played baseball and, and they just, they just, they, the hit of the tee. Mm-hmm. But but there is a there is a bucket on the on the pitcher's mound or pitcher's plate or whatever. So mm-hmm. the kids does not throw on the base. They, they actually throw the ball to the bucket. So there is a guy in the bucket. So if you put the ball in the bucket before he reaches the base, he is out or safe. Mm-hmm. So and, and I was like, okay, whatever. So I went to see that. You know what's very interesting? The kids are not confused where where where, where to throw the ball. Right. It's, you know, and there's no long throws. If the guy's got to turn base, he just need to toss the ball to the bucket. You know. So and you know, if you put the kids and they have, they have they don't know rules. They don't know what to do, but if you know, okay, that now they know in, in two minutes they figure, okay, if I catch the ball, where I have to throw to the bucket. So, and he's doing that during the class, and, and he got a great success, great, great success. So, we try to now implant that through our government that we can be a part of the physical education with that program, you know, and just give him some stuff. And, and then the, <laughs> we'll try to find the, found, the founding from the WBSC to found two coaches who will go around the creation and doing that for a whole year long, you know. Excellent. And then, then we are we are hoping that we will find more teachers who work in the school. It's going to be interesting to have a little league, yeah. because 
those those days that you can start like like we started team. We started team on, on 1983, and we were all like between 20 and 25 years old. You know, that concept it doesn't work anymore. You have to start with the kids. You have to be patient. Start with the kids. Find some new town and just you know find some person there who's going to be willing to do that. So, you know what I love about Croatia and international baseball is two things. One the passion that people have for the game. Because as you mentioned, nobody gets paid hardly anything. Yeah. But they love the game. When I, anytime I'm in Europe, everywhere I go, they just love the game. They're doing everything for the love exactly. of the game. And I, th I think that's big. The second part is, okay, sometimes you don't have the best field. You don't have the best baseballs. You don't have the best bats. That's okay. Because sometimes okay, when you're yeah. uncomfortable, you get better yeah. at the game. Yeah. So that's I love yeah. that stuff about Europe. What do you want to see in the game maybe that uh, – you know, maybe you want to see something in the game changing for the better. Is there anything with young kids? You already talked about, you know, baseball five. You talked about uh, b-ball. But is there uh, the, the bucket game? You know what I like about that? We used to do that when we were kids. We throw. We have a coach at the mound, and we you'd have to throw the ball to the coach at the mound. Yeah, yeah well, that's, he catches it yeah, before yeah. the runner gets to the base. It's the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's so. fun. But yeah. what, what is there anything else you 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 you'd like to see change in the game a little bit? You mean like the rules or something? Well, or it could be rules. That, I'll give you an example. I'll just throw something out at you. You know, I know. Uh, I'm just a Japan, classic guy. I, in Japan, <laughs> they in Japan they you know for young kids they use a smaller ball because the ball's too big for them. I know. Um, yeah. yeah. But yeah. anything, because you know, in Europe they're very creative. That's what I love about the you know, uh, system. I'm telling you, what, what we find out uh, that that you know, a couple of years we actually start those winter leagues where the coach is throwing, or we have like a machine leagues or something, you know, a machine or the coach throwing, you know. And we had lots of kids, okay. Then we get out and we start to, with the classic baseball and the numbers went down. We were like, what the hell? How did that happen? You know, how can, you know, in the, in the wintertime, it's indoor, we had the more kids now than we have in the summertime, but it's a nice weather than we're outside on the field. Because it's very hard. It's, it's boring. I mean, it's boring for kids, you know. It's, you know, they, you know, pitchers cannot throw the strikes. They're waiting. It's so much, you know, when the kids hit all the time, they, they like it more. So we start actually to play lots of those coach pitch uh, games because the kids love it. They want to play. They want to run mm -hmm. around the bases, you know. Mm -hmm. So, it, you know, they have to, you know, kids are tough now. It's, it's, it's very competitive. There is so many things on the internet. There is so many things everywhere, and, and it's 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 hard to explain to kids if he, if he practice like crazy for like two months, and then and then he goes to the tournament, and he's over eight with a seven strikeouts. Yeah, it, it's it's hard to understand. The kids think no, it's a, it's it's a game of failure, as you know, you know, you know that we know that. So it's very hard to explain to the kids here, you know. And it's, yeah. it's a different. You know, one one good thing here is you don't have a uh, uh, you don't have those helicopter parents, as you call it. Yeah. Because they have no idea what's going <laughs> they on. They don't know the game. They don't That's know right. the game. But I figure <laughs> out now. We actually we actually involve the parents a lot. So I just went on a little league game and I see why my son is playing third base today. I was like, okay, yeah, there you go. Uh, be careful how much yeah, you educate them. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> hey, listen, let's take a yeah. question. This is a good from our good friend Dmitry, the Russian Baseball Federation president. Oh, I love this guy. He, it, uh, yeah. he says, What about next year, EC senior? How it will look like 12 or 16 teams, the structure of the tournament. Okay. That was a big debate on, on our Congress this year in Vilnius. There was a big movement that we expand the European Championship from 12 to 16 teams. You know, like a more of, most sports in Europe now playing with 24. You know, all those baseball, soccer, basketball, volleyball, they all have 24. We are stuck with all 12. 
Well, now they have two sides. One side is like, uh, you know, those big teams like Holland, Italy, France, maybe. Okay, France, maybe not. But, you know, Germany, they are kind of, they want to stay with 12 because they think if they expand on 16, it's going to be more, more you know, like more games. They are, they're going to be end up in seven innings or five innings or something like that. On the other hand, because we lose that Olympic movement a lot, some of the countries don't have a chance to, to compete on the European Championship and, and their country will they will rise a lot with the budget in their countries if they can if they can qualify for the European Championship. So the other problem is the fields because if you if you organize European Championship with 16 teams, you're talking about eight games a day. Mm. So you need to have four fields or three good fields in in in, in near areas. So there is a, just a couple of countries they can organize there, you know. So so after the, all those discussion, we had a, uh, our we actually gave up, we gave the European Championship to Spain, to Barcelona for 21 next year, but they canceled it like a, three weeks ago because of the situation in Spain and they don't know about the budget next year because Olympics are moving next year, so they are afraid they're not going to be able to organize. So we now, but we, we, we actually made a decision in our Congress that we will look the organizer for 16 teams and if we don't have with 16, we will take 12 again. But if we have somebody with 16, he, 16, he will get the European Championship, you know. So at this moment, it's an open bid by the end of July. And we're asking for the organizers for 21 with the 16 teams. And I know that we received the bid from Russia. I didn't understand if this is only for the one group, because our plan is now to maybe play in the four different countries with the, like, you know, like a, like a World Cup 2009, something like that. Play in the four different countries the first round and then go to somewhere else and play the playoffs and the play out in somewhere, somewhere else, you know. So, and that's a doable with the, with the countries that are closed. Like we were talking about Czech Republic, Croatia, uh, Austria and Slovakia, because from all those countries, the main airport can be a Vienna, and Zagreb is three hours from Vienna. I mean, you know, Vienna is there, of course. Slovakia, Bratislava is one hour from Vienna. Brno also. So that's that's. And, and we talk about we were talking about Russia. I know that Didier uh, was no Peter Dietrich, our first vice president. He was talking to Russians about they be part of that, or maybe they will be able to organize with the 16 teams. I don't know. Yeah, we've got Peter Dietrich on Facebook also, and Dimitri. You know, I, w I was very lucky for the last two years, as you know, to be going to Russia for ISG. Yeah. And, you know, they got a beautiful complex, brand new they, one in Moscow. They did a great job. I, I supposed to be, yeah. They're going to have, I got a feeling they're going to have a 20 field complex soon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm supposed to go there in August when we, they, they're supposed to have a B pool of under 23. So I was going to go there, but of course, I mean, unfortunately, we canceled everything, you know. So we gave him lots of tournament. Last year, we gave him a, uh, one tournament. Club tournament was absolutely fantastic, organized. The whole games were on TV, broadcasting in a professional way. So, so we're looking for Russia to organize more and more. So I, I hope, and I know Dimitri is a great guy, and he's got a great group of kids, of people around him, and, and we need Russia as a, as a strong country, and, and, and I hope it's going to be like that. Absolutely. So I, I love I'll it. be happy if the Russia can organize with 16 teams. We'll give it to them for sure. There you go, Dimitri. You heard it on Baseball Outside the Box with Kruno. Um, hey, Kruno, I want to end it with this. Let's finish it with this. We all know how important coaching development is. It's the grassroots. It's how you grow the game with very good coaches. Um, ISG has done a lot in Europe, obviously, but there's other MLB, other organizations. What would you like to see more when it comes to coaches' development, uh, what would you like to see done a little bit better 
Uh, and what do you guys do in Croatia other than ISG? Do you do something internally to develop coaches? Yeah, yeah. We have a we have a very strict law that you have to actually have to finish the school, and and have a profession as a baseball coach to be a coach in the kids. Ah, Which is a little it. bit kind of a little bit uh, you know, when you look, you know, it's strange because, I mean, for example, I can I can coach the Croatian national team on the Olympic Games, but I cannot coach the seven years old kids in Croatia because I don't have a paper. Right. But okay, our Olympic committee start to do the, some courses for that. Actually, it's a small school. When they put a one part is a baseball and the other part is like a general stuff about the organization of the practice, physical condition, psychology of the sport, a little bit of medicine. So you just kind of, you know, you got other knowledge, not just only the baseball knowledge. So we had a, we had that school for a year now and we had the first 22 guys actually passed the, passed the exam and we had our diploma. So finally, I'm a, my profession now is a creation. I'm a baseball coach. Which I'm, a, I'm thrilled about that so yeah so if i go somewhere officially they said what is your profession i can say i'm a baseball coach now so <laughs> this is what we do well you know the you know you you know the 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 envoy coaching program you know envoy coach coaching program was a was a good deal but there was a two bigger failure biggest failure there first of all it was mostly in summertime when the kids are not in school so that was one thing. That thing was like, you know, those coaches was coaching the kids. They, they didn't coach the coaches. Explain the Envoy program real quick. So well, the Major League Baseball was paying coaches to go to different countries and, and work with the kids. Mm -hmm. But the problem was they were sending those guys in the, in the summertime and the school is not on. So mm -hmm. they were stuck with the clubs or with the national teams mostly even, you know. Right. So they were coaching the national team kids. And then when they left, you know, they, nobody learned anything except those kids. Okay, you know, but there is no, you know, there was no. But coaching. nobody at the grassroots no. level. Yeah, exactly. No. Yes. So I think I think that you know the, the better thing will be if the if the coach is coming in the winter time for the longer period, and go around in the schools and, and work with the work with the kids. If you got like say you have if you have a guy like you, that you can spend a month in Croatia, we can send you 10, 15 different schools, and 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 do that. That will be much helper than if you come in the summertime and. First of all, everybody have here a vacation, so the yeah. leagues are not in the USA. League stops in the summer because of the vacation. Very few leagues is playing over over the summer, and you know, let me. I mean, and the major league doing was doing that because of. I had a great talk with Jim Small last year before the World Series. I think he's a he's an absolutely fantastic guy on the on the job now in the major league baseball, and he's the first guy who understand that the, that the major league cannot only invest the money to get the players from Europe. I mean, if if you and you have some money. To invest, where we where we gonna get the players from? We will go to Dominican Republic or Venezuela. We'll not go to Spain or something like that right. because that is not gonna happen. But visibility of the sport in Europe can be drastically improved with the Major League Baseball, and then people will have more idea about the baseball. We have more fans and more, and then Major League will have more fans in Europe than they have now. You know, so that's kind of like, you know, like they still think like oh they did that uh, that uh, Yankees in Boston last year in London. That was great, 120,000 people in two days I was there, but nobody in Croatia knew about that except us who already play baseball, you know. Mm. So they, did not, you know, they didn't help Croatian baseball anything with that, except we went to the game. So, <laughs> you know, Cups yeah. in St. Louis should be now, like two weeks ago, so. You know. Yes, yes, you know, right. and, and, and folks, just so you know, Kruno's everywhere, every World Series, every playoff. He's got yeah. great connections. So if you need tickets, call Kruno. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, you know, and a shout out to Jim Small, a, a great guy, great, uh, does a yeah. great job with MLB. Something I found out about when I visited with Jim Small a little bit. He's a Chicago guy, grew up here. Why didn't even know? know. 
Yeah, yeah Chicago. So shout out yeah. to Chicago and Jim Small too. He's a Boston <laughs> fan, you know. Yeah, he's a Boston fan, but he's a Chicago in heart. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Cubs right here. Traitor. Uh, yeah. it, lastly, anything else on coaching development for our coaches out there that are going to listen to the show? Anything about you know the importance of developing good coaches? Um, any any uh, any advice from you as a as a national team coach also? Yeah, I think we have to set the system that, that the coaches uh, teach the coaches, not the players. That's that's the main thing, you know. So that's that's the main thing. And I think the winter is much more much better time than in a, in a, in a summertime because in summertime everybody is coaching somebody. They have a leagues, they have a games, and you know it, it's it's a, it's a big problem with that, you know. So I think that's the like like a long longer longer term coaches who will come to country and spend some time in the country go around and work with the coaches you know so because now you can do lots of things in the gyms and like in Carlos we have indoors so we can you know we can we, we can practice all year around and uh, and the most of not more and more people are having that possibility now to do something in the winter time you know it's not yeah cruel the other thing is I guess you know you mentioned technology the internet and everything and and more and and conferences like this. Coaches yeah. are learning a lot nowadays, course, a yeah, lot course, more. Yeah. yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, as you say, I mean, you go to clinics, if you pick up two things in two days, it's great. You know, I mean, if you, you know, that's, it's always something. It's always, something is always change. I mean, look at the physical education. I remember 20 years ago, if you go to some major league baseball gym, it's going to be like a seven tons of iron there. You know, if you go there now, it's going to be like a two machines and a bunch of ropes and, and, yeah, you know, so it's changed. Everything is changing, you know. So all those absolutely, you have to have your. I think the most important thing is it's for young coaches to know what they want to do. I mean, I've been in that situation. I have a team. We were losing forty-two to nothing, forty to nothing, thirty-eight to nothing, thirty-five to one, and we were devastated. So I met the Jaguaro, that uh, coach from uh, from Italy, from uh, legendary coach. You call him Jaguaro. I don't yeah, Jibo. His name. Yeah. So we would have some some meeting on Planitza in Slovenia and asking like Jagoro, what we should do? And it's not going well. He said, uh, would you like to lose seven to zero? I said, hell yeah. <laughs> and he said, he said, hey, forget the bats. Just you know, you know, you know, go go do the ground balls. You know, teach your pitchers to throw strikes. So we did it. We start to losing fifteen to something, then seven to something, then we start to winning. You know, so. You have to have some system, you know, what, what you're going to do with, with, with your team. You know, so. Well, you know, it, there is new technology, new things, but yeah, I mean, the game is still pitching in defense. That hasn't changed. Yeah, I know. I mean, when I started, they, they sent me the Ron Polk playbook, you know. Ron Polk. Did yeah, Ron Polk, absolutely. That was it. I mean, I was, you know, I was going there. I was looking at the drills and stuff, you know. The problem is there, in that book, you always had like a seven assistant coaches, you know. I had not <laughs> nobody, just me, you know. But okay, you know. We catch up somehow, but now, I mean, you can go on the internet, you can find the millions of drills and stuff, and you can find so many things that it's absolutely amazing, you know. So it's really up to the person, I think. Now, nobody can say that you cannot have a knowledge. It's up to you now. I mean, there's knowledge is there. You just have to see what you're going to do, you know. So. Kruno, what, what do you guys stress in Croatia? Um, more games, more practice? A balance? Well, the problem is here, we don't have a lights, so we play only weekends, you know. So our, our league is Saturday, Sunday, Saturday. We play Saturday afternoon, Sunday, Sunday morning, you know. Sometimes we play if it's some holiday or something, then we schedule the game in the week. But what we do, what we, do we always have a Wednesday, we have a live pitching Wednesday. I don't care how many people showed up. If it's a, mm. if it's a seven because of some reason, I mean, you can have a live pitching with three guys. You need pitcher, yeah. catcher, and a hitter. That's it, you know. So that's what we do. We play if we play if we can play inter squad game or if we can maybe some extra game some with somebody or uh, 
but it's a live pitching every day and then we practice every day, you know, so lots of ground balls. I mean, I mean, defense, we, we practice defense a lot. That's why we are, why we win all those championship and stuff, because we just work more than other guys. That's it. That's not, not about the talent. Even my yeah, guys are not that talented like the other guys, but we just practice unbelievably. You know, so. I love it. And, and, and speaking about practice, um, you know, in the U.S., if practices aren't really good, you know, young kids find something else to do. Um, yeah. What do you yeah, do to make yeah. practice? What do you What do you think is important to do in practice? I know it's important to work on the skills, but what yeah, else yeah. to keep them well, interested? Yeah, what I was doing first, I, they know day before what we're gonna do. You know, like you know, I, I send them the schedule. Okay, this is what we're gonna do today. You know, we're gonna do this. We're gonna do defense. We're gonna hit it. We're gonna do whatever. You know, catchers. We're gonna do their stuff. It's, I think it's it have to be interesting to the kids. You have to change. You cannot just go every day, okay, let's, let's get some ground balls and Same thing. BP, you know, that's it. I hate BP with the 15 guys standing on the field and doing nothing, you know. If I have, I have no more, three guys in the field, that's it. Everybody else have to do something else or soft toss or do something and then rotate them with the stations or something, especially with the kids. You have to be, you have to even play some other sports in practice, maybe just for fun, maybe play some soccer sometime. Yeah. I know you have to, especially with the kids, you know, because if you do all the time, all, all the things same all the time, you have to be creative and you can really be creative now because there's uh, so many things that you can find that it's absolutely amazing. You know, so. you know something it's, you, you mentioned something very good there. You said one, you like kids and um, who play other sports, but two, also in your practice, do something different once in a while, different yeah. sport. Yeah, I think when I was either in Croatia or somewhere in the area, I saw a game called handball with kids, which yeah. I love, where they throw the ball and try to score into a net. Yeah, that's a big sport here. We are, we were, we were Olympic champions, we were world champions, you know, and those guys can throw. Those guys are really so we can. Have I like some that. Of <laughs> because a, you're developing skills. Yeah, it's a very intensive game. That game was mocked on the on the ESPN like maybe six, seven months ago. I know how the hell that ended up on the sports center and then LeBron and those guys <laughs> were making fun of that game and they said, well, we can do that. We can have, I can have like a five NBA guys and we will win the gold medal on the Olympic game. They, they, those guys, the LeBron and those guys in, in basketball, they cannot score the goal on that game. Those guys are hard. They are tough. That's right. like a, they're like a football players. I mean, they'll break your neck. They don't, you know. It's, so, you know, it's it's very tough game actually. So And it's for everybody really listening, uh, go ahead. It's big in Croatia, big in Europe, especially in the northern part of Europe. So. Yep, and for everybody listening um, on Facebook and uh, later on on YouTube, you know, what I love about that game is that kids are running, they're throwing the ball to each other, so they're yeah. doing some throwing, they're moving their feet, they're trying to score, it's athletic, it's fun, and you can mix it in with your practices, as Kruno was saying, mix in another <laughs> sport. I, t I, I took a couple of Americans on the, on the Karlovac in the local game. They love it. You know what was the funniest thing? Those guys playing only it's a it's a two half time thirty minutes that's it they don't they don't stop the time mostly yeah the time. It just keeps going yeah so so the game was over the guy said this is the first two quarters he said no the game is over I said that's that's quick like hour and fifteen minutes I said yeah <laughs> that's the game it was <laughs> that's awesome so the game was like too short you know so Bruno were... this has been fantastic uh, yeah, any last minute nice words you, yeah any last minute words. No, that's fine. Just play baseball. Love the sport. I'm just, I'm happy that I have, a, I'm working in the SEAB and then we all love the game. You know, fortunately, some our, some our organizations, we have a people who are, who became too politics, too obsessed with the business and, and they don't love the game. And I think you have to love the game 
and then to, to run the game properly that's the that's the most important thing you know so well I, as secretary general i can imagine it's not easy when you're dealing with so many countries i believe there's how many countries in europe 30 countries playing 35 baseball? countries yeah, 35. yeah, yeah. well yeah. i know the most of guys they know me i played baseball i coach baseball and uh you know i really know the guys everywhere so have lots of lots of lots of good friends and connections and and i really love the game i'll keep doing that whatever they elect me again or not I don't care. I'll stay with baseball till I die. So that's it, you know. So. Well, I got a feeling they're going to reelect you because one, you know the game, you got passion for the game, and you got common sense, and you're very intelligent. So you know what needs to be done to, to develop the game. It looks like Croatia, uh, the game's over with. Either that or your internet is done. It's probably over. They started uh, at four o'clock, so it's now what? Yeah, that's three. Yeah, they're probably over. Yeah. All right, Kruno. Thanks for everything, man. Thank Enjoyed you having much. you. Hope to see you soon somewhere. <laughs> yes, I'm hoping to get on a plane soon. Somebody just, yeah. as I said, Caliendo is for hire. I'll get on a plane, <laughs> go anywhere, no problem. <laughs> well, you're you're on the blacklist from Europe, European Union. Sorry. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> All right, man. That's Kruno right. Karen, Secretary General of the. Uh, European Baseball Federation, which is thank WBSC you. also, um, former national team coach. Special thank you to Kruno. Special thank you to uh, Brian Crock, our producer with the Lineup Media Group. This is the show that loves to interview baseball's best coaching minds, that loves to challenge the status quo. God bless everybody. It's 4th of July in the U.S. Celebrate. Be safe. Remember, celebrate, but be safe. Celebrate our flag. Stay healthy. Um, and thank you on Facebook, Twitter, and Zoom. Don't forget, do us one favor. It's all we ask. The shows are free. Please register. Uh, subscribe on YouTube. Go to Peter Caliendo. Subscribe. That helps get the show out. And there's over 80 shows already on there with fantastic people in the game. God bless everybody. Stay safe. We'll see you on the field soon. And we'll see you on the next show. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye, Pete. Bye, Bruno. This has been Baseball Outside the Box with Peter Caliendo. Listen online at BaseballOutsideTheBox.com and subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and all major podcast outlets. Join the conversation on Facebook and Twitter. Get all of our podcasts now at LineUpMedia.fm.